The Clusterfuck Nation Zeitcast. Tom Friedley, James Howard Kunstler, my New York partner, Jim's genius today, A Christmas Parable. Jim begins with a quote from Miranda Devine at the New York Post. Quote, the powerful are panicking, and so they should. Their secrets are leaking. Again, Miranda Devine from the New York Post. You'll see her on Tucker Carlson very many nights, usually talking about the corruption of Joe Biden, his brother James, and that cokehead son, Hunter Biden. Jim begins, as the Yule log burns down and the trivialities of the season melt into air, the nation might ask itself how the authorities who run things went to war against the citizens of this land. I will tell you, and it will probably make you angry. It started when the women of the professional and managerial class watched their avatar, Hillary Clinton, lose the 2020 election against a man who seemed the quintessence of everything they hated about daddydom. Donald Trump, flawed to perfection, wrecked the chance of the amalgamated successful women of America to run the national household. Out came the pussy hats, the Wiccans, and the celebrities threatening to blow up the White House, in quotes. Out came a savage animus against men generally in a campaign to feminize them in retaliation and then punish them for objecting to it. Up rose a social movement, wokery, that had the earmarks of a histrionic religious mania with satanic overtones. Up rose the demons, the Antifa louts, the Black Lives Matter arsonist, the drag queens. Thus unrolled a national psychodrama that continues to spool out as every system, every business, every institution in our country wobbles and flies apart now. The men embedded in the professional and managerial class tried in 2016 to chivalrously protect their women's avatar and her steadfast followers, and, failing ignobly that grim November day, they turned to actually attack their adversary, Donald Trump, with the explicit intent to destroy him by all means necessary. In the years-long process, they devolved into criminality, and in so doing, they entered a vicious cycle of lying about everything they did to escape the consequences of their ostensible exercise in gallantry. In effect, the people running things went from a war against a particular person to a war against reality and its twin sister, truth. Now they are deeply invested in unreality and untruth to the point where they have forgotten how this whole thing started and all they can do is desperately patch the dike they had to construct against a deluge of information composed of truth and reality coming at them like a tsunami rolling across the sea. The harder they work at this futile task of defense, the more absurd they make themselves leading to ridicule, humiliation, and finally, condemnation in whatever remains of the legal arena where their deeds will finally be judged, Jim writes. The first stage of that outcome for them is pretending that none of it is happening. That's why the New York Times and Washington Post ignore the news that the gallant knights of the FBI and several other tentacles of the Intel octopus mounted a ferocious, long-running psyop through the new phenomena of social media that happened to rise in importance through this whole period of national discord. In effect, the intel agencies seize the transmitters, as Fidel Castro might have put it, 
and use them very effectively to control their hallowed narratives. The second stage is deploying a ruse to distract the public's attention. That's why CNN allowed Representative Adam Schiff, a California Democrat, Adam is of course, the most accomplished liar in all of American politics, to set the stage on Sunday for this week's criminal referrals against Mr. Trump to be issued out of the House Special J6 Committee he sits on. That will give America something else to talk about than how they've been gaslit and deceived for years. If the party of chaos can only bring back the insurrection to the spotlight, they will feel safe for a little while during the Christmas holiday, because shortly after the new year, there will be a different crew running the J6 committee, and for the first time in a couple of years, they will be looking into neglected matters such as the FBI's actual role in that event and Nancy Pelosi's failure to honor the then-president's request for national troops to protect the Capitol building. Between then and now, we must expect to see the release of Elon Musk's Twitter files regarding the interactions between federal public health officials and the social network during the years of COVID-19. You understand that these officials, including Dr. Anthony Fauci, CDC Chief Dr. Rochelle Walensky, U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy, and many others, lied about absolutely everything concerning the pandemic and continue lying to this moment about the putative remedy for it, mRNA vaccines, which happen to be killing a lot of people these days. That will be very serious business. Soon will come congressional inquiries, subpoenas, compelled testimony, and perhaps even criminal referrals. Of course, the professional and managerial class also happens to be the most stalwart group of vaccine champions in the land, and thus the most psychologically invested in thinking they did the right thing taking all those shots while forcing as many others to submit, whether they consented or not. The psychology of previous investment is a prime generator of self-delusion, it looks like that class of people will be proven incorrect the hard way. It turns out, after all, that the mRNA vaccines, in quotes, vaccines, were very effective at being deadly. The excess mortality has already kicked in. It's 18% above normal, for instance, in Australia right now, because they're keeping track. Our officials don't want to keep track. They don't want to know, and they certainly don't want you to know. This is what you get when you make war against truth in reality. Stay tuned here. Tom Friedley for Radio Zeitgeist.